You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, Huberdeau trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Thursday, the big. Why is it so loud in my head? Thursday, the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty to fan. Whoever sits in this spot the evening before, man, he has the headphones cranked every time. It's like jacked up. <laughs> Gotta hear. Gotta yeah. hear myself. Yeah. Yes. Hey, dude. So loud. Mm-hmm. There's a subway bag always here at the day after. I don't know what's happening here. Gotta eat. Like the garbage Men's is right. Th- no, I'm, that's fine. But I'm saying the garbage is literally right there. I know. That, that is. Yeah, it's just inches away. That's what I mean. It's literally a stone's throw. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad. Big mad about garbage in this room. You know that. I hate yeah, that. And Patty yeah. Duma hates when you leave well, garbage in the room. Overflowing. Come on. Take the damn thing out. Yeah. I like your passion. I like your vigor this morning. Well, it stinks in here. It's yeah. small. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know I like cleanliness. I come in here and disinfect my side of the studio while Matt lives on his filth on his side of the studio. Yeah, get in it, boys. Which is fine. Yeah. You like pig pen on that side. You love okay, it. Okay, it's not like... I'm not vile. Okay. Nobody's ever called pig pen vile. <laughs> Not the, not the G-rated <laughs> version of Charlie. Wait, you Brown. never did. You never yeah. sat around. Wow, that child is vile. Yeah, Look I would not that child. let him. Womp, 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 womp. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's vile. Lucy's yeah, yeah, the yeah, one who really always good. moved the football too, right? Yeah, yeah. That man, Lucy. That. She's a she's a B. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Can't say that. Well, you didn't say it, but can't say it. He can can't, be a lot of things. Can't insinuate. Yeah, that. Lucy. You. Yeah, not cool, Lucy. Let me just kick the football for once, all right? I want to try. Better than Maher. Just yeah. Ma- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who didn't play for the Stampeders, as I was corrected. No. My apologies. Several- I should have known my CFL kicker is better, to he be honest He played for three you. of the nine CFL teams. Yeah. <laughs> Take a shot. Missed. But my, my favorite CFL kicker of all time was, aside from Eric Francis, is... Uh, Paul Osbaldiston? No, oh, that's a good one too. Paul Osbaldiston. Dave Ridgway? Oh, I love Dave Ridgway. Yeah, back in the day. He yeah, he this, had a, was he a single bar with the long oh, hair out the back? No, that that's was uh, Louis Troy P- Westwood. Yeah. Mm. Love Troy Westwood. <laughs> uh Louis <laughs> Pasaglia? You know, yes, Louis Louis spelled L U I. Yeah, one of the greatest lines of all time. <laughs> Louis that, Pasaglia? That's a Raul. Yeah. Uh Mike Vanderjack, idiot yeah. kicker as Peyton Manning would call him. <laughs> Liquored up. Liquored up kicker. <laughs> And we're, I'm throwing a pass to Jerry Rice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was, <laughs> and we're here talking about our idiot kicker. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I was very proud of myself that I got Liram Hiralahu. Hiram, yeah, I just, I had it in my brain, and now it's gone. Oh, that, Liram Hiralahu. That's it. That's how you say. Oh, that was really good. Uh, I just had to reset. Mark yeah, McLaughlin out here in Calgary kicked uh, 98 in 1998, won the Grey Cup for his stamps on a mm-hmm. walk off. Trying to think other CFL kickers. Renee well, Paradis. Of course. Legend <laughs> Renee Paradis. The the man. Yeah, Louis Pasaglia. I did like Troy Westwood's a big 
Is he still doing media? No, once uh, once their station went away, and he, he, I think he got let go actually before their station went out. Uh, oh. He's just, I think he's just living around. He's you're doing a bunch of stuff, staying active in Winnipeg for okay. sure. That's cool. Mm. Um, hot Winnipeg talk on the uh, hot CFL hot kicker. Talk. What about Bob Chad Cameron? Well. Bob Cameron, the punter. Bob Cameron. He's well, great. now you're getting into punters. Now yeah. we. Now he built houses in the offseason. Well, yeah, because a lot of these guys have to have a regular job because they don't make the bank in the CFL. But God bless you. You're making money playing professional football. Hell That's yeah. awesome. More than I could say. Yeah. Um, I like how we're distracting from uh, the Flames losing 4-1 <laughs> last night. Oof. Talking about Louis Fasaglia. Woof! That we, was that game last night. We had a bit of a better start than the Flames, I'd say. Yeah, well. Mm. Well, I'm still waiting for the clip. but I'm still waiting for the Wolf clip, but Alex... He's stressed out now. <laughs> I just heard him sigh. <laughs> Why are you stressed out already? How much do you got going on back Woof there right the... now? There, there you go. Is. Woof the Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be off for another month before we hear that clip again. Woof. <laughs> That's what that game last night. You could sum up the game in that one word. Woof the wet. Yeah. Woof the. <laughs> woof the wet. Woof. Yeah, it's great. Rough morning so far, boys. Why? Why are you focused this morning? What do you got going on right now? Well, I'm am still piecing together Brody on the beat. Why? Because <laughs> we filmed it at the game last night, so I got home at like eight. Uh huh. It was late. Why didn't you get here a little early to do it? Your segment. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my god. It will be ready. I promise. Yeah. Okay. But we're also doing the show right now. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. All right. All right. I'll do it in the break. Do, I, the have break. To, do I have to remind you about um, the 2% thing I told you about being your fault? Oh, my gosh. Do I have to remind you and the listeners? Should I just I quote these, to. clip these quotes so they're ready to go? Every time yeah, you, you should. Well, like I, yeah. but, but we usually need them like really quick, not like 30 seconds after. Yeah, like, you, we have Noah the intern here. You're supposed to be a... Sh like, you out of all of us here should be the shining example of taking them under your Brody on the beat wing and showing them, hey, this is how we do things on the morning show. This is how things run, like a well-oiled machine, how we just crank out a mediocre radio program Monday to Friday. And then all of a sudden, like, um, you're working on Brody on the beat while you're producing the show. Like I've been a little bit of a carousel with square wheels to start. Yeah, yeah like I, I appreciate your ability to multitask. I'm also making an Instagram story. Wow. There you so, go. Okay. Wow. You have to put it on Everything. Yeah. It's up there. I guess to turn the mic on because yeah, we don't have like Twitter. That. Yeah. We need our Instagram. To yeah, we're still, still not on Twitter. Where, right? Where's the. Okay, here, we should have a poll. I should throw it up on my Twitter. What's more likely to happen? <laughs> The Sportsnet 960 Twitter account returns or Jacob Peltier plays for the Flames. Oh. <laughs> do you like that? I do like that. Is that going to make That's our boss mad? Uh, with, with the way Elon runs things, it might be Peltier. Is that going to make our <laughs> boss mad? I don't know. My voice cracked. Hey, guys, I'm doing radio. I'm scared of the boss. Yeah. No. Reverse puberty, it's terrifying. Tough one, hey? Yeah. Um. Do you like that? I like it a lot. <laughs> okay. I, I think we should throw it up. Okay. Because you know what? Yeah. Which happens not, first? Not our fault. The Twitter account got shut it's down. It's not mine at all. Mm -mm. No, but Just I feel saying. like indirectly responsible for that. 
because why are you indirectly responsible? Because I feel like Art was following Sports Interaction because I do Inside the Lines for Sports Interaction. Yeah. And I think there might have been a reason why. It's like, oh, we should probably follow them because we do the show. But we followed them like 13. It was 2013 when we started following them. That's oh, the okay. problem. Then, then I'm, it then wasn't like a, nothing to do with me. It wasn't a recent follow. It was a long time ago. Because technically, we'd be old enough to gamble if we were 22 now. The problem yeah, was that yeah, the, the I, birthday was 2000. And we followed a gambling site in 2013, so they thought we were a 13-year-old gambling in 2013, and we're being retroactively punished. Yeah, um, I gotta, I gotta cut this down a little bit. Which happens first? Mm-hmm. Sportsnet 960 Twitter handle back. Now, can you actually like put the Sportsnet 960 handle in there, or is no, it so shadow banned that? Yeah, I don't think you can. <laughs> It literally says the account doesn't exist if you okay. try to put it. <laughs> good. I'll oh, be honest. Good, good, yeah. good. Amazing. I'm glad at least we know the, like, the real reason and we're not just all getting, you know, see it. No. It's just, uh, it was just an oversight. Yeah. A little mistake. And yet, I'm surprised that it's taking this long to get it back because usually, like, Sportsnet is pretty good with it. Yeah. And, and we're like, we're, you know, it's a and I th- I relatively thought- prominent company. I thought they sent a, an email a couple weeks ago saying everything was figured out, but uh, uh, after Art sent his driver's license in, we're at <laughs> what? We're at two check marks out of three on Twitter. Oh, so like, we need one more. We need one more check. Mark, What's the last check? What do you mean? Know. Elon's got to sign it personally. I don't uh. know. I don't know. <laughs> he said it's not getting done. Okay, I don't, I don't even know what that. Like, does that mean we're close? Like we two out of three, I guess. Close counts and. Counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You, I had that one ready. Yeah, you had that one ready, but you don't have Wolf ready. Like, I don't know, Wolf man. needs to be on the hotkey page. That's what I mean. What do you okay? Okay, what do you have on the hotkey page right now yeah. while I do this? You want Twitter me to just go play, up and down. I the, want you to play every single drop you have on the hotkey page right now. Okay, here we go. Let's do it. Provasic. <laughs> Another one. Another one. Okay, yeah. A dumpy muni. <laughs> Jim bits. Jimmy's. Jim Thos. I'm Joe Pubic right now. <laughs> we don't do that here. That's Toronto radio. What do you mean? W's. I, I see this as an absolute win. Why are you the way that you are? We suck. Honestly, every time <laughs> I try to do something. Scoreboard! Scoreboard! And that's the hockey page. What? I haven't even heard half of those. When did we use half of those? I haven't used scoreboard yet. I've been waiting. But for what? The Flames to play the Oilers. Wolf it, needs to go. They're not yeah. playing the Oilers I probably know, exactly. never again this year. Exactly. So. so No, I gotta I gotta update this a little bit, but no, there's, some, there's some doozies in there, like Provasic still oh, sticking love that. No, oh, I love Provasic. Provasic. Listen, mm-hmm. if if you ever if you have a headache, if you had a couple drinks last night trying to Trying to maybe dull the pain of the four-one loss to the Avalanche. Maybe you had you too much, up, yeah, brain tonic, and yeah, you got ner- some gigantism brain, in your body now. It's like tonic. a party in my mouth, and everyone's yeah. invited. You should, you should definitely reach for uh, Devlin McGregor's number one pain uh, medicine. Provasic. Yeah, you absolutely should get it in you. That's the dumbest thing I've ever talked about. Well, I, they'll probably be dumber. Okay, I'm almost got this done. Uh, which happens first? Uh, SN Twitter, SN960 Twitter is back, or Jacob Peltier plays. I think that's a good question. Okay. I'm intrigued to see what the answer is. I don't know. I feel like Twitter is a little bit of a wild card these days. 
Yep. Well, so's Daryl, though. But <laughs> that's that's a great point. <laughs> yes, he cannot deny that. That is an absolute fact. Uh, what was the quote the other day? We're not ten up. We're not ten out. So that doesn't help. Yep. Uh, talked a little bit about Jacob Pelche's size, which I don't disagree with the head coach. Like, you know, we were kind of joking about it before the show. How does Jacob Pelche help you in a game like that yesterday? When yeah. just your entire group was on their heels and you were down three Cobb against a championship caliber team that knows how to shut down a win. Yeah, um, I like how you've uh, steered the show now in the direction of the Flames as I've been doing nonsense I for the first I feel like we, we got to sneak like five minutes in before I... Hey, no? Like, no. Like, no. if we want to go nonsense for 25 minutes and All get right. to the Rose Report, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to have fun. Um... <laughs> That game last night, I kind of, I I went to the game with you last night. We had a lot of fun. Um, I snickered when I saw people's mentions about the Flames after the first period. Like, like the fingers pointed at Jacob Markstrom. Like, really? Like, you watched that period and go, was the goalie's fault? They were absolutely caved in by the avalanche. They and were absolutely dominated in every facet of the game. Yeah, was there a weak penalty call or two? Maybe. But the avalanche just... Completely outskated them, outskilled them while missing their captain and the best defenseman on the planet. Yeah, that's a fact. Like they they looked in a different class yesterday. Like yeah. when the Avalanche came in here on the very first game of the season, and the Flames were able to win that game. You kind of felt like that's great, but that's the first game of the season, and these guys have been going hard all summer. It is what it is. This one was a little bit different. The Avalanche. Despite, you know, having a first half of the year that I kind of thought this is what the Boston Bruins were going to be like, if I'm being honest, but mm-hmm. not not the case. Outside of the playoffs, but really starting to come into their own. And it feels like every time they lose a guy, it just galvanizes that unit. And Kale McCarr, day-to-day, he is on the road trip. He's expected to perhaps play again very soon. He's playing a lot this year, and they were without him, but didn't really miss a beat. No, Devon Taves was outstanding on the blue line for the Avalanche. And as soon as you got to the third period or late in the second, whatever you want to call it, whenever the Flames were pressing, the Avalanche were just so smart at killing plays, getting the puck out, not icing the puck until what? After the goalie was pulled. And then they were, okay, we'll just fire on the empty net, ice it a couple of times. But they were fine to do that because they had all the guys out there that they wanted. It was a pretty good showing of a championship team against this current iteration of the Flames. I, I thought I thought Daryl Sutter uh, was bang on in his post-game presser last a, night. A banger. Saying, essentially, paraphrasing, um, we're not really near their level. Like, they're the champs, and we don't even know what we are yet, essentially, he's saying. Fighting yeah. in the middle of the pack here, and that's the best team in the NHL. And I don't think he was wrong. And all this... All this stuff on Twitter, it's just like worrying about the sixth defenseman and waiting to see if Jacob Pelche is going to play like these are, yeah, sure, th- those are good ideas to potentially try mm-hmm. and mix things up. And we saw the, the lines all in a blender last night for the third period. But again, it just goes to show this team is lacking the high-end skill that it had last year. And Huberto was supposed to be that guy. It was supposed to be a tie. With Johnny Goudreau, mm-hmm. right? You're bringing in Huberto, fine. Uh, Kadri's a good player, but 
not producing as much as Kachuk, who, by the way, has been fantastic with the Florida Panthers since getting there. And that team is is in trouble right now after winning the President's Trophy, but whatever. Um, you don't have that high-end skill that the Avalanche have. Look at Miko Rantanen last night. He dominated that game. He was a beast. The Flames don't have a Miko Rantanen type. And the Flames have to do it by committee because that's something we've talked about on this show since its inception. You got to be impressed with the Flames' depth. Who was on? Who was on? Saying the Flames have the best. Somebody recently who we had on this week was talking about their depth. Was it Luke Gazdick? Who was that was, yesterday? Who said it yesterday? Yeah, from top to bottom, the deepest team in the West. Sure, which is great, mm-hmm. but you don't have that high end skill. And last night, the high end skill of the Avalanche. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. Dominated the Flames. It did. Like, the thing for me that I keep coming back to is it, the guy that if you're going to bring in some high-end skill, whatever it want, you want it to be, it has to be someone who can figure it out in their own end. Because yesterday, in the first period where things really went awry, I didn't think, like, well, if you just have a scorer here, this is going to help you, right? Like, they were just getting caved in in their own end. Yeah. The, the defenseman who, you know, as much as I've liked Noah Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson's year, what an awful shift leading to some chances for the Avalanche. Yeah. There was bad turnovers on the first goal. You know, Michael Stone takes the interference penalty, whether you agree with it or not, on the third goal. You don't love that. I just think across the board, that was a game where if you're going to beat the Avalanche, yeah. you got to be playing at your best, and that wasn't even close. Uh, got a text. Please weigh in. 960, 960, name and location. Uh, the Avs been, have been garbage all season. What are you guys even talking about? Look at their record. Well, they also missed uh, Nathan McKinnon for an extended period of time. Their captain hasn't played all year. Yeah. Um, also, uh, they're two points behind the Flames with three games in hand and have two more wins. Yeah, and they partied all off season and still hung around despite having yeah. ridiculous injuries. Like, the injuries that this team has had to deal with is pretty preposterous. So I, I've seen a couple Bedard texts in right now. There's no way the Flames can tank and get Connor Bedard. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, it's, it's too late. Way too late. Way too late. Uh, um, they're and they're not that bad. The Flames are what should be a playoff team, but they need to add some more skill up front. Again, back to my point of talking about. Uh, the sixth defenseman, Michael Stone, needs to have a seat. You know, maybe give Connor Mackey another shot. I don't know. But what's I don't. That? I don't think there's no, a solution. But, but again, here house, we go. But yeah. But but this is what this is what I, I'm hearing. I'm seeing is oh no, you you got to worry about the sixth defenseman. You, you got to worry. Oh, you got to put Jacob Pelche in there. Maybe give a shot in the arm. That's that's fine. Those are nice ideas. But that's not that's not the bigger issue on the team. Mm. It's just like yeah, your girlfriend treats you great the entire year. She's really cool with your buddies, can have some beer. She's really fun with. But then she goes to Mexico for a week and cheats on you viciously. Mm. Like she's really good, but you're concentrating on the good parts. But the biggest problem is just sitting there and you're ignoring it. Mm. And the fact is, this team doesn't have enough high-end skill to compete with teams like the Avalanche. If you watched that game last night, if these two teams met in the playoffs, like, do you honestly think the Flames would have a chance to beat that team? As they're currently constructed and how they've been playing this year, no, I don't believe so. The way that you've got a whole bunch and, of guys who are playing well below, you know, career sure. years last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just just watching the amount of skill that they were throwing at the Calgary Flames, and God bless the Flames, they came out with a better effort in the second and third period. 
I know Daryl wasn't buying in post game, but we we all saw it last night. They were better in the second third period. But again, this team needs to go acquire more high end skill, especially on the wing. This is what this team needs. Yeah. You need some scoring punch to keep pace with teams like the Avalanche. I get it. It's by committee. And then I keep hearing, why is Lucic on the second line? Again, sure, he should probably be playing on the fourth line, but you still need some high-end skill. You need to go out there and you need to acquire some high-end skill. That's what this team needs to do because there's no way you're bad enough to even remotely think you can tank for Connor Bedard. That's it. That ship is long sailed. You could have had a chance when Goudreau left and you trade and Kachuk wanted out. Mm-hmm. You could have stripped this whole thing down yep. and went into full tank mode for the next three or four seasons. But let's go back to, and I wasn't here, but I heard it and I watched it, how excited the fan base was when you made that trade with the Panthers. When you signed Nazem Kadri, this team would be, I would imagine, would be a difficult first round opponent for a lot of teams. Maybe not so much the Avalanche or what they look like, but the way the Avs are going, probably not going to play the Flames in the first round, probably not going to win their division. Mm -hmm. But this team needs high-end skill. You can tell me all you want about Lucic or the sixth defenseman or Peltier could start great. This team needs high-end skill. And they need it now. Like, you can't... you, You don't have the firepower even to compete with the Oilers if you have to right now. Like, and, and the Oilers are thin. Yeah, Their oh, blue yeah. line sucks. Their goaltending, it sucks. But when those two guys are on the ice, the Flames have nothing. At least last year, you had Goudreau and Kachuk, who can score goals. And could break a game wide open with Lindholm, which mm-hmm. was arguably the best line in the NHL last year. The Flames don't even have remotely anything close to the best line in the NHL this season. Again, it's it's their team is predicated on depth, and I understand all of that. But you need high-end skill, and you need to go acquire that now before things really go off the rails here. Here's what I keep saying, though. The only way that I think you can really get high-end skill in this league, in this salary cap-strapped league that we're in, is by drafting it. Miko Rantanen, 10th overall pick. Kale McCarr, 4th overall pick. Nathan McKinnon, 1st overall pick. The list goes on when you look at the the stars that they have on that of team. Course. And then you had to wait for those guys to marinate and get to the point that they're at. The first three years of Nathan McKinnon's career was not good. They were talking about how he was a bust. They were talking about how he was a bust. Same thing with Victor Hedman. He's going to be a bust. These guys, they need some time to marinate and to get where they need to be. But you look at the Flames, there isn't a Nathan McKinnon in the organization. Daryl Sutter has said it for years, the last two years, that they don't have a Nathan McKinnon. They don't have a Connor McDavid. They don't have an Austin Matthews. And if you're going to go out and acquire high-end skill, like, I know the guy that you brought up the other day was Patrick Kane. Is he waving his no move to come battle for a wild-card spot in Calgary? I doubt it. Even, you know, I know he returned the other day from a hip injury, what it's what Elliot Friedman is called a hip injury that he's kind of dealing with and he might need to get worked out. But that doesn't, that's not a solution. That's not a viable solution to me. Um, I don't know. I I think it would be important to do a little bit of a deeper dive on some of the actual players that are out there. What is the asset that's available? How do you make the salary cap work? And once you make the salary cap work, is your team actually better when you bring this guy in? Because they've got a lot of those kind of mid-range contracts, right? Your Dubes, your Mans, your Coleman, 
all those types of guys that Daryl likes to have on his team to when you get to the playoffs. But you got to take something away if you're going to add a little bit of money and a little bit of skill up but front too, right? Let me let me give you some names if they would help the Flames right now. Sure, Brock Besser. Uh, no, I don't think so. Brock Besser doesn't help you get out of your own end in the first uh, period yesterday. I don't got little interest in Brock Besser. Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer is someone that I'm much more intrigued by. Um, he's well, got the size. He can check. He scores like hell. James Van Riemsdyk. Mm, slow. I don't. I haven't watched enough of the Flyers of late because there's not a lot of reasons to watch the Flyers. He doesn't have the foot speed that he used to. He's one of those guys that sits in front of the net and kind of bangs home goals. I kind of think that Mangiapane is that guy. He's been a little bit more snake bitten this year than last year. But I don't know if to to bring in that salary. I don't know if. It would work out. Tarasenko? I'm intrigued. It would all depend on what you're willing to pay for the last year of Tarasenko and what the Blues are willing to do for it. And then, Patty, do you know what his injury is right now? What he's dealing with? Is he dealing with a hand? Because I know him and Ryan O'Reilly are both dealing with something in St. Louis. So one of them is dealing with a hand. Let me double check here for okay, you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm yeah, it's hand for Tarasenko. Hmm. Um, Corey uh, from Lacombe um, saying that uh, hopefully they're sellers and Sutter will retire because he's out of touch. I don't see it. I think that's if that's what you hope for. Fine. Yeah, I. But I think that you you're still asleep, man. That's a dream. Like I time to wake up back to what I was saying yesterday about the future of the general manager. He doesn't have a contract right now. I think if you... Is he staying? Is he going? My... It's not my biggest worry. That's not the right word for it. But, like, as this goes on, I'm like, okay, Daryl Sutter got an extension before the season began. But he was also the coach of the year. He was the coach of the year last year. Like, no, it it is what it is. Yeah. But Brad Trilliving didn't. And... I don't know. I just... You you worry about the direction when everything is up in the air. Uh, I've uh, I got on the text line here too. Max Domi from a guy who's watched a lot of Max Domi. You don't really want Max Domi here. Uh, I understand the allure after he ran the Flames show in yeah. Chicago back last Sunday. Yeah, uh, him and Lucas Reichel. But Lucas Reichel has also, I believe, since then been sent down to the American Hockey League. Like, let's not... Yeah, also, Max Domi, there's huge stretches where he kind of disappears. Yeah, and it sounds like the Blackhawks actually want to retain him, too. So, yeah, let them. Uh, We got a busy show. Um, Also want to get to something that I saw at the game last night. Legend stuff. That I want to open up to the text line. Highlight of the night, maybe? (laughs) Because of last night's game? Yeah, for sure. Um, Frank Saravalli, uh, NHL Insider Daily Faceoff will join us at 7. Ryan Leslie from Sportsnet at 8 o'clock. Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Podcast. Um, Westwood One. Um, the Ross Tucker Betting Podcast. CBS Sports. Dude's busy. My front page story. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be busy uh, this weekend, too. He's got two games. There he's go. doing two? Yeah, he's doing the what color for the Eagles and then the sideline for the Bills. Um, sideline. That's awesome. That's a big man on the sideline. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ross Tucker, super smart. We'll talk to him at 8.30. Um, got the text question coming up. Visit our poll question right now. Um, it's at George Russick. Maddie, did you retweet this yet? No. I'll but do did it Alex, right now. did you retweet it? 
Of course I did. Okay. <laughs> um, which happens first? Um, the SN960 Twitter is back or Jacob Peltier plays? 58.3% right now say the 960 Twitter account will be back. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm voting for. Okay. That's what I voted for. I like it. Uh, keep it going. Uh, at George Russick, at Matty Rose YYC. Matt Rose YYC. All right. Text question about somebody I saw at the game last night. More <laughs> on the Flames, 4-1 loss. Frank Saravalli. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's Thursday. It's, uh, it's not that cold outside. That's it's plus. Um, It's almost the weekend. Some good playoff football on. Yeah, I... Hey, that's that's better than talking about the weather. Um, the uh, the Flames go from the Stanley Cup champions to the team that won back to back cups on Saturday <laughs> down at the Dome. That's <laughs> fine. There's that. It's fine. Uh, by goes. the way, we're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, serving Calgary and Southern Alberta. Everything basement tea since 1992. At the top of the hour, Frank Saravalli, NHL Daily Faceoff Insider. We'll ask him, like, how, how can the Flames go get some more high-end skill here? Who should they target, Frank? Yeah, who's is Travis Konechny really a guy that they can go out and get? What would the price be for Travis Konechny? Are there some past comparables, Frank, to a Travis Konechny deal that you might be able to see? I, I, I like that. Can we just clip that? We could just use that later? Yeah, and just play it. I didn't mess up any of my words. No. Like, that was good. Smooth as silk. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Um, we'll do the poll question. Uh, well, there was, we got a poll up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At George Russick and Matt Rose YYC. Hit us at up. Alex Brody Media. Is that your Twitter account? Yep, that's it. Okay. Um, which happens first? The SN960 Twitter is back or Jacob Peltier plays? Go vote at the poll right now. And I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you the text topic coming up in the seven o'clock hour. Or maybe I'll do it here. I don't know. Let's see when it. Organically comes up, maybe, maybe during the the Rose Report right now, maybe. Which is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by ten percent on Fifty First Ave and Third Street Southeast. Marty Rose, Matt Rose, Matt Rose. Oh, welcome into your Thursday, friends. We got a packed morning report after the Flames battle with the Avalanche at the Dome last night. That's the puck to him twice. We won the face-off, so we should have got both assists. It was one of five games yesterday with another 13 coming up tonight. All that plus Raptors, Aussie Open, Golf, Hitman, Wranglers. Busy Wednesday, so let's get into it. We begin with the local club, the Calgary Flames, yesterday taking on the Avalanche. Flames took a 5-3 win in the first meeting in the very first game of their season back on October the 13th. Calgary starting a four-game homestand after going 2-1-2 on a Central Division road trip, while the Avs were starting a three-game road trip with stops in Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. No changes to the Flames lineup uh, for the Avalanche. Unfortunate to see that Kale McCarr was out of the contest. The Calgarian hurt in their previous game against Detroit. He also scored a beauty goal for them in that contest, had three points. Jared Bednar said he is day-to-day prior to yesterday's contest. An undisclosed injury. He is on their road trip. Saw him yesterday in the bowels of the Saddle Dome, wandering around before puck drop. Avalanche did opt to go with 11-7 and seven as a result of the injury. But really, the Avalanche didn't miss a beat without 
arguably the best defenseman on the face of the planet. Here's a shot by Ratton and he scores! Miko Rantanen from the middle of the near face-off circle slaps the puck through Jacob Markstrom. McKinnon at the right wing side. McKinnon centers it and they score. No, they don't. The Avalanche celebrate. Arturi Lekkinen thinks he's given his team a 2-0 lead. And now that pull of the team. Slides it across to McKinnon. McKinnon down low. It bounces in front. Lekkinen scores. Ugh, that was... Um, not great, Bob. Yeah, not great, Bob. First one is in defensive zone turnover. Second one's an offensive zone turnover. Third one's on the penalty kill. Daryl not happy with any of them. First goal is we win the faceoff and we pass the puck to him twice. We won the faceoff. So we should have got both assists on the goal. And then we, then the second goal is down in their zone. We lose the faceoff. They get a two on one. And then, in, then the third one's power play goal, right? That bounce goal, I think, wasn't it? So... It's like a different class. Yeah, that, that sums it up. Different class. And Michael Stone was, was riding the struggle bus last night. Yeah, he was. Took that penalty that led to the goal. I, I didn't love the call. No, the ad interference call was a little suspect. I thought it was a pretty close to right after the chip, but nevertheless, he did take a slashing call later on in the game, too. I, it wasn't a banner night for number 26. That's no, sure. and... I know people want to focus on Jacob Markstrom, and we spent a lot of the show yesterday talking about, hey, do the Flames play better in front of Markstrom or Vladar? I think we've got Brody on the beat that's going to tackle that, right? Did you change the topic, Alex, again without letting me know? <laughs> no, or? no, no, no. So what's today's Brody oh on the beat? Oh, my gosh. Today we are asking the people of Calgary. Yeah. Or, why you, or the, you already asked the people. We of asked the people of Calgary. Okay. Why do the Flames play so much better in front of Dan Vladar? Okay. Looking forward to it. Are you still working on it as the show's going on here? Uh, you can tell the truth. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> you know you're supposed to yesterday. swim around in the pool of truth. You know that. Kind of works. That sounds yeah. truthful enough for me. In the second period, I liked some moments of the Flames pressing. Felt like they did have a good push for about maybe eight minutes. I didn't finish minutes. my point about Markstrom. Sorry. No, okay, go Sorry, ahead. Sorry, my bad. Please, here. Uh, uh, in the middle, they pressed, but Markstrom still had to make some key stops. Yeah. yeah, everyone was crapping on Markstrom that I saw last night on social media after that first period. He made some big-time saves, too. Some weird ones. That could ones. have been like five or six nothing in the first. Like, that had nothing to do with Markstrom last night. The Flames were completely caved in in that first period. It's another reason why Daryl Sutter didn't even think about pulling his goaltender to give his group a spark. He didn't feel like a spark was the difference between his group and the Avalanche yesterday. In the third, the Flames continued to press. They would get rewarded with an early power play and find Pater. the far goal posted in the Flames score a power play goal and get back in the game they have cut the avalanche lead to three to one now that would be it though yeah uh, the Flames draw the power play Tyler Toffoli does pick his spot and it was a great shot unfortunately it would be all the Flames could get Miko Rantanen scored an empty net goal as the Flames fell four to one after the contest Daryl Sutter asked if he would ponder any lineup changes ahead of next game don't have a 30-man roster and you have a salary cap. If you want to, 
you guys you guys did this three years or two years ago when I came here. You guys were all expectations and who should play with who and all that, Eric. You know that as well as I do, and who's not producing and who is and who's popular and all that. You know what? I've been around long enough to understand that it's a long season and it's hard to make the playoffs. They said it last year. It's very hard to make the playoffs. So we're just there's got to be some structure in our game and. And uh, I won't let anything deter me from that. I don't know if we should expect any changes coming. To the lineup? To the lineup. In the, the near future. Again, people are just want grasping at straws. Change something. Do something. But these last two games, and again, you got to give them credit. Uh, they did. They did try to fight back in the second and third period. There were stretches of very good play where they actually held yeah. the avalanche in their own end for yeah. lengthy shifts. I thought Georgiev played decent last night. He was good for the avalanche. Made he made nice stops. made stops he needed to, right? The Toffoli right. one picks his corner and the Lindholm's putting an elite screen in front of him. Mm -hmm. They didn't really hold it against him very much. Um, but again, that's something I'm, I want to ask Frank about coming up here at the top of the hour. This team lacks high-end skill. And, and needs to lean on somebody. Or maybe they have it on this team. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at you, Jonathan Huberto. And I didn't think he had an outstanding effort yesterday either. Like, I, mm. like I, I know effort that... Effort was there, but the execution sure, I didn't love. But we keep hearing about, you know, there's adjustments and getting to know guys. We're already halfway through the season. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what the sweet spot is, but they need more from a guy who, by the way, they have nine year, nine more years of after this season. Which is just, oh my God, nine more years of watching him. And he, he he hasn't been at that level he was last year with Florida. There's no question. He hasn't reached that level yet here in Calgary. Do I expect him to get there eventually? Yes. Do they need him to do that now? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. To, uh, today's an off day for the group. Let me ask you one more question before you move on. Sure. Can Jonathan Huberto drive a line? Well, he did in Florida. Exactly. The thing is that I always go back to is that Joel, like Quenville versus Daryl Sutter system couldn't have been more polar opposites, right? When Quenville was in Chicago, it was let Patrick Kane run and gun. When he was in Florida, it was let Huberto run and gun. It's a little bit different. I don't necessarily expect the points to ever right. be what he did in Florida, sure. but he does need to start getting back to right. some but, semblance. But the of argument what we to expect. that is. Then what? How did Johnny Goudreau do it? I <laughs> right, like you can you can give me the Sutter excuse on Huberto all day, but the guy who went and signed in Columbus so he can take another flight back home, um, got it done here in Calgary and scored the points, and was in the, was one of the best playmakers, one of the most dynamic players in the NHL under Daryl Sutter. But it happens. Like Hel playing with Elias Lindholm doesn't hurt. Like, and one of the key ways that like, the Flames tried to get advantage of people last year was that they would just fly the coop. Yeah, from yeah, a yeah. guy that needs to be better and needs to drive a line. Don't disagree with you. You have uh, high end skill on this team. He's not playing like it. He hasn't been there for the majority of the season. Well, like, it like we happen? talked about in the press box, there's flashes where you see the little passes and Love the creativity. It. Right. Does he need somebody to? Does he need more of a finisher on his line? I'm Maybe? not sure. I thought him and Kadri had started to move in the right direction, but yeah. 
they need more from him. It hasn't even felt like guys are missing opportunities that he's setting them up on. Yeah. Right? So I don't know if a finisher changes things necessarily in that sense. Elsewhere, only four games. A couple of Canadian teams were in action, but uh, not really anything relevant to the Flames' playoff race, unless you count the Central Division leading stars or the 18, 22, and 3 Canucks. But we'll check it out anyways. We'll start with the Canucks. They were hosting the Flames' next opponent, the Lightning. Canucks coming off a rough road trip. The Lightning trending in the opposite direction, looking for a fifth straight win, and their captain was looking for a career milestone. And for Anthony Sorelli into the Vancouver end, was tripped by Ethan Bear, lost the puck. Kalorn sends it front for Stamkos. He scores. Steven Stamkos has his 500th career NHL goal, and all the Lightning are going to pile off the bench to celebrate with number 91. He scored number 500. It's a good call. Brendan Batchelor out in Vancouver. 500 goals for Steven Stamkos. You want to hear the Michigan call? Yeah, but we know that's that's the one. Anthony Sorelli crossed the line. Left circle, Kaloyan. As Stamkos open in front for Stamkos. Score! There it is! Number 500! Steven Stamkos! He has done it! The Lightning players storm off the bench to congratulate Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos, 500 goals. The surprising lack of ex- Espo there, but yeah, it, is he was he there? I don't know. Maybe not there. On Maybe the road. not there on the road. Yeah, 500 goals for Steven Stamkos. Pretty impressive. I was thinking about this last night when uh-huh. I saw the highlight. Yeah, who's more likely to make Team Canada if we do play a best on best? Steven Stamkos or Jonathan Huberto? When is the year? Do my 2024 Paris Olympics. He was, uh, both of them were on my rosters for 2023. 2024, TBD. I don't know. I still think you put Jonathan Huberto on big ice with like elite guys. That's a guy I want out there still. Nevertheless. Uh, Elsewhere, our final score there was 5-2 after Steven Stamkos did scores 500. That opened the game. He had another goal in the game. He's now got 20 on the season. Like I said, 5-2 final. The Lightning end up winning that one. Senators and Penguins, Ottawa entering action. Nine points back to the Penguins for the final wildcard spot, but five teams to jump. So it looks like it's going to be another disappointing season in Ottawa where selling at the deadline is probably the play. Their captain, though, someone you should never count out. Here's Stutzla for the center. Got Kachuk with him. Stutzla in the zone, gets in, drops it for Kachuk, gets a shot away, scores! Brady Kachuk ends it quick. 5-4, Ottawa takes it in overtime. Brady Kachuk on the Senators Radio Network. Career high four points for Brady Kachuk, including the OT winners. The Sens beat the Penguins in overtime 5-4. Can't be dropping those games if you're the Penguins. Bruins and Islanders. uh, The Isles battling with those Penguins for a playoff spot. Well, the Bruins, have they clinched yet? Do we know? Feels like it should be soon. 34-5-4 going into the season. That's ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, The Penguins at least got a point in their game. The Islanders got a healthy dose of the Bruins. Four goals on 28 shots as the Bruins win 4-1. Linus Allmark stopped 25 of 26. His league numbers, they are also... Ridiculous. They're ridiculous. 24-2-1. 1-8-8 goals against... 937 save percentage. And he's a guy that I saw a lot of in Buffalo who was no good. Who was, like, how is this guy in the league? Yeah. And and on top of everything else, Patrice Bergeron took a puck in the face last night. Yeah, he right did. Right in the old beak. Yeah. Kept playing. And not just a puck, a David Pasternak shot. Laser beam. Ugh. Finally, uh, an impressive showing for the Sharks. Five unanswered goals against Jake Ottinger. The Stars fall to the Sharks. 5-3, San Jose comes from behind to win that one. 
Canadian teams tonight. Lightning finish off a back-to-back. They stop in Edmonton at 7 o'clock. All-Canadian matchup between the Jets and the Leafs in Toronto, while the Panthers will visit the Canadiens. As it relates to the playoffs, plenty of other games to keep an eye on. Wild and Hurricanes. Hoping for a regulation win in St. Louis as the Blues host the Predators. Red Wings in Vegas to battle the Knights. Kraken hosting the Devils. Stars wrap a California back-to-back. They go from San Jose to L.A. You also got the Ducks and Blue Jackets, Bruins and Rangers, Blackhawks and Flyers. Ryan Miller gets his jersey retired in Buffalo as they host the Islanders and the Capitals visit the Coyotes. Aussie Open. Some more surprises. Two-seed Casper Ruud is out. Lost to the American unseeded Jensen Brooksby in four sets. It's a very American name. I know, right? Jensen Brooksby? Well, actually, he sounds very English. Jen- Jensen Brooksby? Right. Uh, Novak Djokovic won in four sets. Sexy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. FAA will play uh, Francisco Serendulo, uh, a Serendolo, pardon me, of Air Argentina. Uh, should be about a nine o'clock start. And Denis Shapovalov will play Hubert Hercatch. <sighs> I think yeah. it's, no, is that good? Hercatch? Yep. yep. Of Poland tonight. Yep. Uh, estimated to be about a 1 a.m. start. Uh, and Leila oh. lost to Carolyn Garcia of France in straight sets. And two seed Ons Jabur was also defeated. Um, that's. Uh... That's uh, you're stealing Noah's intern Noah's thunder in the eight o'clock hour. We're gonna squeeze in an Aussie Open update with him. Sounds good. Raptors on the road. They visit the Timberwolves at six on Sportsnet. They lost to the Bucks in the second half of the back-to-back on Tuesday. PGA, the American Express at La Quinta in Palm Springs, is this weekend. Five of the top ten players for the FedEx Cup rankings, including Tom Kim, John Rahm, Tony Finau, four Canadians as well: Adam Hadwin, Taylor Pendrith, Nick Taylor, and Michael Gligich. Uh, the LPGA season gets... Did you get gets, your pick in for our pool? I did get my pick in. Who'd you take? I took uh, Slim Will. Oh, okay. Wow. Willie Z. Um, Maddie and I are in a one-and-done pool for the entire year, and it starts this week, and it goes all the way to the FedEx playoffs. Yeah. I took uh, Patrick Cantlay this week. Yeah, I was looking at Cantlay as well. Because I'm like, usually I like to save the bigger names for the majors and the other tournaments, but then because it, it's, it's, it's a pool where... Um, your players how much money they win it's just a, a money leaderboard yeah and you win for weekly picks too that's how this thing works and i get so far behind taking all these guys who are renting like the 50s i'm like screw it i'm just gonna use all my good guys at the beginning yeah and i, that, I was, that's my strategy this year i was like will's been playing good to start the season he's got a few tournaments under his game under his belt and you know it feels like one of those up-and-comers that will are yep. going to get to know by the end of the tour uh the lpga season opens up as well with their tournament of champions in Orlando, Brooke Henderson has a 742 tee off his lone Canadian. Uh, and finally, just a couple of local notes here as well. The Calgary Hitman, a barn burner out at uh, Seven Chiefs. They fall to the Prince George Cougars 6-5. to five. The Hitman led 1-0. They led 2-1. They led 3-1. They led 5-3. to three. But then a whole bunch of Cougars goals... Uh, undid all of their hard work. They lose that one in regulation. The Wranglers win in overtime. Matthew Phillips 22nd goal of the ge- of the season mm. uh, in OT as the Wranglers beat the Abbotsford Canucks. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff. Uh, the Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Alright, straight ahead. Frank Saravalli. NHL Insider Daily Faceoff will ask him, where's that skill? Potentially the Calgary Flames can go out and acquire. What's the price tag? Is Travis Konechny a guy the Flyers want to trade? He's based in Philadelphia. Maybe he's got the insight on that. Because mm-hmm. that would be a super interesting acquisition. 
by the Calgary Flames. What would he cost, potentially? Uh, we got our NFL big bets coming up. Um, we got Brody on the beat coming up. I'll give you a fun text topic coming up. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show, Ruskin Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.